This is our second podcast today. We're uh, shooting this live on location here in downtown Danville. We're out here by the uh, Pete's Coffee. We had to get our vitamin C for caffeine today. <laughs> How's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's been a, a long day. We actually just got to attend a very cool CCAR annual meeting, kind of an update on what's happening in the real estate market and new laws and new industry stuff which is going to be very cool but today we're going to start by sharing some things that we left off in our last podcast about NAR National Association of Realtors you know what happened with their kind of scandalous situation which we're not going to talk so much about but we are going to talk about how Redfin left them what does that mean to the industry? And we called them. Yeah. <laughs> so we got yeah, we we just wanted to get it straight from the horse's mouth how they felt about everything that's going on. So we'll um just jump right into that. So we call both NAR and CAR, isn't that correct? Yeah, we call both of them and um you know, essentially we got to talk to both of them and so And just to clarify, NAR is the National Association of Realtors, which is the, the parent um, you know, company association, and then CR stands for the state, and which is the California Association of Realtors. Just so you're aware. Yeah. So, I mean, here's here's the kind of the condensed version of what happened. So, the conversation with NAR was about, hey, do we need to have an NAR membership to access the MLS and to be able to, you know, carry our our role as as realtors and brokers and and do our business and so basically what they told us is that you don't necessarily have to be an NAR member to have access to everything you could be a MLS only but you don't have to necessarily be an NAR member mainly the things that we get are some benefits like we have access to things like certain systems that can show us properties um, that's called like there's one system called RPR that we can use uh, we have access to um, different legal resources but we're we're not you know we don't have to be NAR members now we do have to be NAR members and CAR members if we are with a brokerage that requires us to do so. If our brokerage doesn't require us to do so, we do not, and we can just have the MLS only access. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I got is, and the biggest thing you lose if you're not an NAR member, is you can't call yourself a realtor. So you could refer to yourself as a real estate agent, a real estate consultant, Right. Uh, but you cannot be a realtor. Now, are you going to get fined if you call yourself a realtor to someone you meet? You know, well, I mean, it could be misleading because then they could think you're a part of NAR if they even know that. Right. <laughs> but honestly, you just can't represent, represent yourself as a realtor on paper, on your marketing material and this sort of thing if you're not a member of NAR. But honestly, that and the forms library. 
I mean, that's the other thing, right? You get to use all their forms. And you know, that's uh, what's concerning to me because if we have a lot of brokerages that just go out willy-nilly and say, hey, we're not gonna be members of uh, NAR, CAR, then we'll have a whole bunch of different contracts floating around and that just makes it more confusing for everybody and just opens up a lot of litigation. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna back up for a second. So I misspoke, NAR, is not our like contracts that would be car which is the california association of realtors and they're all together though yeah they're all together but i think with nar um nar would only give us like some of the rules and regulations and those kinds of things code of right ethics. code of ethics and those kinds of things now the interesting thing was i we then proceeded to call car and CAR said, yep, you don't need to be a member of CAR if your broker doesn't require it. You don't need to be a member of CAR, which is California Association of Realtors. But you can't then use our contracts, which is a car contract. So to your question, Reggie, yeah, I think if we, you know, if, if brokerages decide they don't need CAR or NAR, I think we're opening up a huge can of mess <laughs> yeah lots of litigation right? yeah a lot of litigation a lot of contracts that we're gonna have to read and really read the nitty-gritty and remember we're we're realtors you know i'm a broker but the average realtor i mean i'm not gonna have them read a different contract and try to like dissect it that's ridiculous right, right. so it, it sounds to me like each of these big brokerages like a remax if they were to leave, you know, speculating if they were to leave um, NAR and CAR, REMAX would have to get their legal department to do specific contracts. So they'd be a REMAX contract, uh, maybe a contract that's with um, some of these other companies like a like a, a Sotheby's, a Colwell Banker, uh, now Sotheby's under which umbrella again? I can't remember. Maybe anywhere, right? Anywhere, yeah. So maybe anywhere which took the place of Rheology would have their set of contracts. Redfin would have their set of contracts. So, you know, that would just really create a big mess. And when we did speak to the MLS, you remember what they said, you know. It's a, it's a package deal. So yeah. you can't just be NAR or, and or CAR. You've got to, you know, it, it's a, a whole package deal. And uh, so, you know, that was interesting. Uh, we also proceeded to ask them, okay, well, if we did decide to, you know, get the MLS access only, well, how do you break down those fees? In which it didn't really seem like she knew how to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really interesting. She was like very confused and almost caught off guard, but I think we gave her a really good training exercise because <laughs> I'm hoping we're not the only ones asking these questions, especially in light of the lawsuits and the antitrust things going on right now. Because honestly, if I'm an independent contractor, should I be forced to be a member of CAR and NAR? I mean, that's probably $400 worth of dues. Do I need to pay those dues or maybe like $300? But, you know, say I just want to have MLS access and key access. Because they don't break those fees down when we go to pay them. You just have to pay it. I guess you could do it, but again, how she explained it from what I gathered, because we were both on the phone, you would have to, we have to first make sure that the broker is okay with that and is not, you know, member, and which some of them are now, like 
I know Redfin and, and Remax have backed out. Coldwell Banker 2? Um, Coldwell Banker, no, not okay. yet. But Remax went and told their agents, you know, they don't want to be realtors anymore. They don't have to. So each of the franchise offices can make a decision on their own whether they want to be a, a realtor or not, which means they don't, no longer are part of NAR. And when we asked her about that, she said that, to her knowledge, nobody has really, you know, pulled the trigger on doing that yet. So I guess we're all learning at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, 100%. It's so new and fresh. Yeah, but if you're a realtor out there or someone considering getting their license or your mortgages, it's good information to honestly be on top of. You, you should really know what your rights are and what your fee structure is and what you're paying every year and what you're paying into and what you're getting out of it, right? The other thing that NAR kept on telling us is, well, you know, you get all these discounts on things. And I was like, okay, like what? And she's like, well, you know, it's on our website, so. Yeah. We, we caught her off guard, uh, to yeah. say the least. <laughs> all of them, because I think we called both NARCR and then the local MLS, yep. right? Yeah, we called all three of them because we wanted to make sure we did some homework for you guys, especially as a follow-up to our last podcast. So I honestly hope this information helps. You know, right now, we're very much in the early stages of it. So I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think we're going with this? Or do you think it's going to stop here? I think it's going to be a long road ahead, really. I think it's a long road ahead. I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen immediately. And based upon you know, what we talked about in our meeting today with uh, the local board, which we'll uh, discuss in another podcast. Even if there's some changes, it's going to take a while. It's going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not something that you can say, oh, it's going to happen in the next couple of months or, you know, I don't think so. I think it's going to be long and drawn out. It's definitely going to be long and drawn out. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope this helps. We wanted to make sure that we kind of segmented off for you guys so you kind of have some of the, the homework we've done as information. And we've got some more and exciting things to share with you that I think is going to be very, very insightful. And, you know, just to kind of give you a little teaser, it's going to be about what's happening with buyers, brokers. If you're an agent in the business and you represent a lot of buyers right now, what you're in store for with this new lawsuit, or I shouldn't say new lawsuit, with these lawsuits and kind of share a little bit more of that information. You know, whether you're an agent or you're or a, a buyer. Yeah. yeah. An actual end consumer. Yeah. yeah. It's going to affect all of us. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we will catch you on the next podcast.